This is a live look at Matt and Tia scrapping over the last piece of bacon in the hotel breakfast bar. Nah, I'm just kidding. Check it out, folks. It's the last day of the 2020 CrossFit Games. We're outside again. We're going to do this in one take again. And as always, thank you very much to Caffeine and Kilos for supporting the channel throughout all of this wonderful content for the CrossFit Games. Now let's get to it. Yesterday, day two of the 2020 CrossFit Games finals was very much the most dominant set of performances we've ever seen out of any CrossFitters pretty much ever. Both Matt and Tia went four for four, winning every single event, but it's not just that they were winning, it was also their margins of victory. They were doing things that were not just impressive, but impressive to the point of being almost overkill. It is incredible to watch these athletes get after it, incredible to watch them not have any sort of give in their drive to win as hard as they possibly can. And at this point, they've both essentially locked up the win. Now, we don't exactly know what's on the line for the final day of competition. We know that there is an event in the morning. That is my guess is the pool event. That's event 10. We know event 11 is the sprint sled sprint event. That's taking place most likely at Morgan Hill. That would be my guess. And then the final event, Atalanta is up in the air. We don't know whether it's at Morgan Hill. We don't know whether it's at the ranch. We don't know what's going on. We don't know how many points is going to be involved there, how many scoring uh, opportunities there are in that event. But we do know that with a 435-point lead and uh, a, something similar like 300-ish point lead on Tia uh, on, the, on the women's side, it's basically locked up. I mean, uh, granted, there could be a meteor strike that, that would probably make it hard for them to win the CrossFit Games. But, you know, outside of an act of God, I think they pretty much locked it up at this point. However, see, even the dogs agree. However, the race for the podium is incredibly close. On the men's side, it's 45 points from second to fifth. On the women's side, it's 80 points from second to fifth, which basically means that even if there are only 300 points available for this final day of competition, which is unlikely to be honest with you, even if there are only 300 points available, there's a lot of shifting that can happen across those events. And if there are more points available, especially if Atalanta is a stacked series of events that go back to back to back, you're talking about a lot of movement that's going to happen, especially in that last event. So I'm excited to see what the day has. Um, you know, Dave has talked up a really big game about the difficulty and challenge that's going to be involved in the final event in Atalanta. Knowing Tia's attitude and Matt's attitude is don't let off the gas until, you know, it's completely over and you absolutely know for sure that it's finished. They are not going to be, they're not going to be, you know, gentle about this final day of competition. I think this is a good way of describing it. They're not going to be gentle about this final day of competition. They're here to get after it. They're here to claim those gold medals. They want that hardware. They want to get as many first place finishes as possible because it's about sending a message at this point. And they have sent a pretty clear message, but hey, you know what? There's still more opportunity to just continue to clear that up for everybody. And that is something I'm looking forward to is, you know, how do they perform when there is no opportunity for failure. 
and they have been pushed a couple times here and there over the course of the weekend but with the final day coming up and you know some sort of swim event unlikely incredibly unlikely to be exclusively swimming uh, the only time we usually see an exclusively swimming event is if it's at uh, the beach or if it's at the water um, that's you know a lake something like that very rarely do we see just a swimming event show up on its own. It's usually combined with something else, usually something that's also monostructural. My guess is because it looks like they were testing at a pool, they're probably going to be doing something that involves, you know, some gymnastics or some weightlifting, maybe an updated version of what I suggested previously was the 2014 swim event, which was swimming and burpees and thrusters, but they did burpees and thrusters last night. So I don't know what they're going to do, but I think they're going to mix it with something. I don't think it's just going to be swimming. I don't think it's just going to be uh, swimming and another monostructural thing. Um, but one thing that we haven't seen show up at this CrossFit game so far that sometimes shows up and, and has been showing up recent years is kind of the mix of monostructural events with some sort of, you know, uh, you know, longer and more grindy engine thing, right? So think of the two-stroke pull event, which was the running and the bike and the sled pull, or the uh, cheese curd event, the running and the burpee with the sandbag over the hay bale. Those types of events, or even if you go further back to um, Carson, there was the event with all the ergs and the double unders that ended with the sled pull, right? That type of an event is very much a just pure engine aerobic output event that doesn't get blocked up with any barbells. So that's something that has been not really tested this weekend. And I think that's probably the type of thing that we're going to see in Atlanta. And it's likely, I think if you're going to talk about twists on a swimming event in the CrossFit Games, that's a pretty good twist. You know, you, you throw in something like double unders, you throw in something like a sled, you throw in something like another erg, on top of swimming and suddenly the swim becomes a part of another bigger like power output monostructural event and that's definitely a unique way of doing it. So curious to see how that goes. We'll see the sprint sled sprint. That's gonna be interesting because you know, it's the exact same sled on turf, artificial turf. So the lanes are supposed to be even. So we'll see whether, you know, Dave was right and that people were just griping about nothing or whether there actually was a difference in the lanes uh, every single year that they've ever done sled sprints. And you know what the answer to that is, by the way? There's a difference in the lane every single year they've done sled sprints. So we'll see what happens this year. Maybe this year will be the year they finally find a way of completely evening it out. And then, of course, Atlanta, like I said, Dave's talked it up. Big potential there to be a huge event. My guess is multiple scored events back to back. Couple different ways of formatting it. I like the option of it being like a chaos style event where the athletes are told on the spot what they're gonna do for the next, you know, five to 10 minutes. That ends and they're immediately told what they're gonna do for the next five to 10 minutes and on and on for, you know, maybe half an hour or whatever. Um, I've heard a couple different ideas. They're really cool where, you know, it kind of uh, cuts the field as it goes on. Let's say it's like four workouts. The first workout has like five implements that you can use and you finish and you move on to the next implement, but the next, there's only four, four of those implements. So the last place person doesn't get to move on. And then the next one has only three implements and the next one only has two implements. So it's head to head until the very end there. So that would be interesting to see. I mean, there's a lot of different ways of doing that. Chase did an event that was exactly like that. And he said it was really uh, frenetic and chaotic and awesome and a lot of fun. So that would be super cool, I think. I'd be interested to see something like that with the best in the world. 
And overall, I think honestly, I'm still kind of flabbergasted at how fit Matt Fraser is and how fit Tia Claire Toomey is. But really, it, it has been um, like, I, 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 I don't know the words to describe what we're seeing. It's, it's skewed because you only have five. It's skewed because there's so many, um, you know, they're still using a 100 point scale. So it just looks way, 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 way more dominant. But just to put it in perspective, I mean, the difference between on the men's side, right? First, second, and third, uh, Matt Fraser, Jeff Adler, Sam Quant right now, average placing across the uh, entire weekend, Matt's average placing is 1.1 because he got one second place out of nine events. And Jeff Adler's average placing is 3.3. Sam Quant's average placing is 3.4. So on average, Matt is beating them by another human being's worth of performance, if that makes any sense. You understand what I'm saying? There's a really, really strange like energy to that. And I, I still have not quite wrapped my brain around it. Maybe I'll figure out a better way of describing how ridiculous it is um, after this is all said and done. But either way, I'm excited to see the final day of competition. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching and hanging out. We are going to be doing our live uh, watch along companion streams again this entire day for every single one of them. I'm looking forward to it. I know that Chase is going to be here for at least a couple of them. Uh, we might get the Bogarts back uh, this evening. I have no idea. The dogs are getting real hype, so I'm going to go ahead and let them enjoy a little bit of their morning before we get after it. Thanks so much, folks. I'll see you very soon. Take care.